The scripture this morning comes from Luke 8, 1 through 15. Soon afterward, he went on through cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him, and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's household manager, and Susanna and many others who provided for them out of their means. And when a great crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away, because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. And he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when the disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others, they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. And the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no roots. They believe for a while, and in time of testing, fall away. And for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. And for that, in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patience. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Gary. Hey, pray with me. Father, thanks for welcoming us into this place of worship. Uh, it's what we were made for. Thank you for all the good gifts you give us. You make your sunshine and rainfall, and you, you give us the food that we need and clothes and places to, to stay and community. And uh, whether we recognize that that's from you or not, that's how good you are. And so, Lord, we ask that you would come and keep your promise to us. Lord, we need to be here. We need to hear from you, and our, our hearts, uh, as you say here, are soil, and we ask you as the farmer to come and till the soil, uh, for you to come sow seed again, for you to till the ground that uh, we could receive it, and that something beautiful would grow, and so we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. So what I'm about to share with you, I, I played with how I was going to do this but I think it's going to be better. You're going to get more out of it if I set it up first. I was just going to launch into this. But um, does anybody know who Eric Cantona is? I had no idea who he was until this. Yeah, a couple of people. Um, really famous French soccer star, former Manchester United superstar. And uh, last year, the 2019 UEFA Awards, he received the President's Award. Did anybody see his speech? Okay. It was one of the weirdest speeches of all time, and I'm going to do my best impression and just give it to you verbatim. <laughs> he says, as flies 
to wanton boys are we to the gods that kill us for sport. Soon, science will not only be able to slow down the aging of cells, soon the science will fix the cells to the state, and so we will become eternal. Only accidents, crimes, wars will still kill us. But unfortunately, crimes, wars will multiply. I love football. Thank you. <laughs> and I love they, they painted the crowd and all these soccer stars like. <laughs> I don't know. I think. I don't know. Um, why do I share that with you? Because it was funny. And because uh, we're going through a series on Luke, the gospel of Luke. Luke is telling us about Jesus. He's telling us about um, who Jesus is. We, we get to see things that Jesus did and said. And so we're looking at interactions that Jesus has with people, but we're also looking at um, Jesus' teachings in these parables, is what they're called. Um, and that's, that's why I shared that speech with you, is because when Jesus speaks in parables, it's, it's mysterious. And there's a way in which he is, he is revealing truth, but he's not fully revealing truth. And so there's this confusion that we're going to get into of, of why, why are you speaking like this? Why don't you just come out and tell us what you want to say plainly? And so the, the lesson for us this morning is that in this moment and in, in everything, Jesus has something to say to us, and he's calling us to lean in. He's calling us to lean in and hear. And so the way we're going to break it down this morning is um, sort of three, three points. Man, we love three points around here. Um, First point is mom's kicking you out of the basement. The second point is terms and conditions may apply. And the third one, I couldn't think of anything funny, so I just call it the good soil. Okay? So we're going to start with mom's kicking you out of the basement. Um, it's the, why do I call it that? It's this idea of like, you know, these, you're, you're this adult who's living in your mom's basement and she's making food for you and you're playing video games down there. And... Um, you know, and if you ask the mom, she would say, oh, he's, he's a special boy and he's just, he just needs a little help. Well, the reality is he doesn't need help. He, he just doesn't care. And so, like, he needs to feel the, what happens when you stop caring. And so he needs to get kicked out of the basement. And there's a way in which Jesus, all these crowds were coming to Jesus. And so anyone who is like me or you um, who would be an opportunist and be like, wow, this is my shot to be really popular and, and great. I want to make sure I don't blow it. I want to make sure that these people hear and get everything I want to say to them and explain it so that they would love me and applaud me. Um, Jesus doesn't do any of that. All these crowds come, and he's, he shares something very mysterious, not, not too far away from Eric Cantona's speech. And then he just says, yeah, if you've got ears, now's the time to use them. See ya. And, and so he creates this tension. And like, what's he doing here? Well, first of all, he's not worried. Um, he's, he's not worried that things aren't going to go the way that he wants them to go. He's not worried that anything's going to happen to his mission. Because I want you to hear this from Isaiah uh, chapter 55, 10 and 11. This is, this is what God knows. This is what God is telling us. He says, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, 
so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. So what he's saying there and what he's saying in this parable is, look, I'm not out there with each individual seed aiming it perfectly like I'm throwing a dart and hoping that I hit the bullseye. It, it, it doesn't go down like that, okay? It's, you, you can't undo me that easily. I, I know exactly what's going to happen. And so I'm out there just throwing the seed, and it's landing everywhere, and that does not bother me one bit. I'm throwing the seed. It's landing in all these places where the, the seed is not going to grow. It's not going to produce fruit. And look at my face. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. And so what we need to do is we need to lean in and say, well, if he's okay with that, maybe we're the ones that need to be concerned. Maybe we're the ones that need to lean in. Maybe we're the ones that are about to get kicked out of mom's basement and, and learn life the hard way. He says that the seed's going to fall into all kinds of soils. Um, the, the seed is sown, I want you to think about it like this, the seed is sown to reveal. Did anybody see National Treasure a long time ago? You know how they use like the lemon juice solution and put it on the Constitution? Like that's what happens when Jesus sows the seed everywhere, is it's, it's revealing who the sons and daughters of God are because of how they receive it and how they lean in. Think about this. He's teaching probably in a house somewhere, and the, the crowds are pouring in, and everybody's hearing this. And when he gets done explaining this parable, he says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And now if you're standing in the crowd, you can do one of two things. You can, you can hear him say that and, and move toward him as he's walking away saying, whoa, 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 wait, 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 what did you, what did you mean by that? Like, what, help, help me understand this. Like, there's, there's, a, there's something happening there where there's something inside of you that's responding that you know I need to hear what this man is saying. I don't just need to hear it. I need to understand what this man is saying because I have this feeling that my life depends on it. I have this feeling that it's really, really important. And so when I don't understand, I'm going to humble myself and lean in. That's what his disciples did. I mean, that's encouraging to me that his disciples didn't even know what he was talking about. These are his inside guys. And he got done with that, and they're like, man, that was great. Now, what in the world were you talking about? Like, we have no idea what you just said. But, like, the, think about what it took for them to ask him that question. There was a, a love there. There was a valuing there. We value your voice. We value who you are and what you have to say. There's a trust there that I can come to you, and you're not going to slap me down. But even if you did slap me down, I would keep coming to you anyway because I need to know. I really want to know what you're trying to say. Or you can do what a lot of the people in the crowds did, which was say, hmm, that was weird. Okay, on to the next thing. I had this experience, I think, is a, a good... Um, example of the, the decision point we're talking about here. My sophomore year in college, I had this English professor 
And I got this paper back, and, and I, I was really frustrated with the grade, and so I came back to talk to him, and, and he said, uh, well, here's, here's what I saw with it, and, and I think you've, you've got what it takes to, to make this essay really great. And so I'm going to tell you some things, and I'm going to give you another chance. And so he gave me a list of things as we were sitting there together, and some of those things were just like simple grammatical errors or things that I just missed, and like uh, citing my sources and just you know doing that wrong or whatever. And then some of the things were like fundamentally different. Like you you need to go back and rework your first point, and you need to change that whole thing up. But I know that you understand what I'm talking about, so you can do that. And you know what I did as a sophomore in college? I went back and changed all the things that took me like two seconds to change, and I didn't change any of the big things, and I acted like I tried, and well, I really just didn't care. And I was like, well, my grade will get a little better, but I'm not going back and rewriting this thing because I got more important things to do. That's what we're talking about here. That's, that's the response that Jesus is like, yeah, you might as well not even be here because um, that is not leaning in and, and receiving what I'm giving you that is, is fundamentally going to transform and change your life. And so now we're going we're gonna to walk into these, these three, uh, or excuse me, four, four types of soils. And so the, the first three types of soil, that gets us to our second point here, um, terms and conditions may apply, because all three of these, these first three types of soil fit into this category uh, where terms and conditions apply. Um, there is, you know, it made me think about all those commercials that, I mean, I don't even know what a commercial is anymore. I haven't seen one in a long time. But the commercials that used to come on for all these medicines are like, oh, you have a runny nose? Great, take this, and you might die in your sleep. You're going you're gonna to bleed to death and blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like all these, all these conditions. Um, or you think about a, an, an ad for like a, a car dealership, and they're like, you can get this car for, you know, this amazing price. Terms and conditions may apply. And then when you show up, you realize terms and conditions are like you're a living, breathing human, and it's actually this price. Um, totally different than what we, we quoted you. But um, that's, that's kind of what it is in these first three soil types to walk in and try to um, act like you're, you know, something good is going to happen with this seed when it's just not. Um, the first one is the most obvious. It's the seed sown along the path. Um, the, the soil is so hard, it's not even soil. It's a path. Um, so the seed is just sitting out there for, every, for it to get destroyed. Um, and so what, what might that look like in life? It's the people that just immediately reject the gospel. Some of y'all may be in here right now um, because somebody invited you here and you really don't want to be here, and that's great. Um, I'm glad you're here. But it's, it's this whole thing of like my terms and conditions filter out the gospel immediately. Like, yeah, that's not how I want to live my life. I don't care. I don't want to hear that again. End. Okay. The second soil type is the seed that's sown on the rocky soil. And I want you to think about it like this. Not, it's not that there is soil that has rocks in it. It's soil that there is a shallow level of soil, and then underneath is this giant bed of, like, limestone, like we have in a lot of Nashville. Um, so it's this idea that the seed is starting to grow, there's some joy at the beginning, um, and then it has no root and it falls away. And so what does that look like? What are we talking about there? Well, um, I, think it, I think it looks like this. I think it is um, 
a heart that is seems open, and then it turns out just below the surface is just as hard as the, the first type of soil. Uh, because what happens in the second soil is there's a hunger there that wasn't there with the first type of soil, but it's uh, to make life work on my terms. And so I'm out there looking for all sorts of things to take away my suffering and to make life work the way that I think it should work and to fulfill all of my hopes and dreams. And so the gospel is just the next thing on the list. You know, I run into this Jesus and this teaching, and I think, man, this sounds wonderful. Like, this is either, this is my ticket. This is either my ticket out, like my ticket out of a cruddy life or out of my suffering that I'm experiencing right now, or it's my ticket in. This is my ticket into the good life, the way that I imagine the good life should be. And so what happens is they begin to, they think, follow Jesus and they're not following at all. They're actually asking Jesus to follow them the whole time. And then when they realize that that's not how he plays the game, um, then they're like, okay, well, forget it. This is just like everything else that overpromised and underdelivered. But there was never really an acceptance there at all to begin with. Um, you know, in this verse 13, as Jesus is explaining this parable, um, it says that they have no root, they believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. It's this idea that actually God is the only one who is testing. Um, but what's happening in this soil type is that the people are testing God. Well, if you really are God, and if you're worthy of me following you, then you'll do things this way, this way, this way. And you will keep all of my terms and conditions. And if you don't, then I will reject you. Well, that's a rejection of God outright because that's not who God is. Um, God is all-powerful and deserving of, of our entire life's response in love and worship and gratitude. And so then we have this third type of soil, this, the, uh, the seed that fell among the thorns. And this is a really interesting one, and I think we all need to lean in here especially. Um, in this type, the heart is open. The soil is actually deep enough to have things grow. But the problem is that the, the terms and conditions that apply here are that there are other plants in the soil that have priority. Hey, I'm all in for growing things, but you need to know, Jesus, that when you put this seed here, um, I already have a few plants that I'm growing, and those are the plants that I'm going to feed and water and care for. And so if your seed grows while it's in this soil, wonderful, great. We'll have another good-looking plant. It's all good. Um, but if it doesn't, sorry, I just want you to know at the beginning that's how it's going to go. And what does it say here about what is growing? It's these weeds that are growing there. And, it, and he says in verse 14 that these weeds, uh, these thorns, thorny weeds, um, as soon as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life. So what is it to be choked it's, it's to cause a plant to die from overcrowding. That there are other, other plants that are taking the nutrients. And uh, I read one commentator this week. I thought it was interesting. Um, these there's a certain type of Palestinian weed that was very 
Um, not that kind of weed. Is it another kind of weed? Palestinian weeds that grew up, they're very common. They grew up to six feet tall. And, and when they blossomed, these flowers of various colors blossomed on these, on these weeds. And they were so big and, and they got so tall that they needed so much nourishment from the ground that literally nothing else could grow around them. And so that's what we're talking about here. And, and it's so important for us not to miss this, okay? This is not just the weeds of the pleasures and the riches of this life. It's also the cares of this life, the anxieties of this life, the problems of this life, the sufferings of this life. Because what's happening in both cases, the reason these weeds are growing so tall is because they are bigger to me than Jesus is. On the one hand, the pleasures and riches are way more appealing than Jesus is. They're way more fulfilling than Jesus is. So be that, you know, sexuality, substances, success, money, safety, whatever it is, um, that is all huge to me. It's these, I'm, I'm becoming enamored with these six foot tall, weedy flowers that I think are beautiful. And they're actually just weeds that are killing everything beautiful. But that's not the only thing we're talking about. It's also that my cares and anxieties are so big that they're bigger than Jesus. How can I submit to Jesus? How can I follow him if I don't think that he can do anything about the stuff that I'm experiencing? It's impossible. What happens is I use so much mental energy and time and care and heart space trying to make my own life work, trying to deal with all the stuff that I'm worried about and concerned about. Like, I don't, that's, the seed that he planted is dying. There's no, I don't have any care or attention left for it. It's just over in the corner of this garden getting choked out by the energy and the priority that I'm giving to these other cares and concerns. And so I want to stop here and say this is a really important thing for us to, to grasp is that, um, man, fear is just eating our lunch. There's so many places in my life where I am a slave to fear, and so much of it happens when I, I don't even know that it's happening. And what we're tempted to do is we're tempted to say, oh, I, I'm a victim of these things. These things are, are happening to me, and so by me ruminating on and obsessing over and having anxiety over all these things in my life and all these situations, that's actually me taking it seriously. That's actually what I'm supposed to do. And so I'm out of control here. It's just that all this stuff is coming into my life and I'm just doing the only thing there is to do when it comes in there. And what Jesus is saying in this passage is that's wrong. What you're doing in that, that situation is actually sin. It's, it's this pride and unbelief. It's this unbelief that Jesus has any care or power to keep the promises that he's made to you. And it's this pride of thinking that my stuff is too big for him. That's ridiculous. And so I, a very practical walking away point for us this week is just to, to sit and ask him to show us where, where am I living and just enslaved to this fear and anxiety about these different things. 
and just giving those to him. You know, 1 Peter 5.7 speaks directly to this. Cast your anxieties on him because he cares for you, because you weren't meant to hold on to them, because you can't do anything about them to begin with. Give them to him and watch what he does. So now we're on to the third point. We get to talk about the good soil. And this is where I want to spend a little time. But since we've been sitting here for a little while, I want to do a couple impressions first, okay? Okay, this, this is my impression of bad soil. Okay, ready? Did you get it? Okay, okay this is my impression of bad soil changing itself into good soil. Did you get it? Did you see what it did? It didn't do anything. Because it can't, right? Like, there's a way in which you hear this parable, and you're like, man, okay, Jesus, I'm with you. You're, you're telling me, like, there's four kinds of people out there, three bad kinds, and one good kind, so I'm going to be a good person, right? Like, you can hear that that way. But, but I, want, I want to stop and really unpack what he's saying and show you how impossible that is. Because what Jesus, the, the truth that Jesus is really living out of and teaching out of, that the rest of Scripture is so clear, is that we are all bad soil. There is not a fourth soil type unless he intervenes. Like, we are all bad soil, and we cannot do anything to change how bad our soil is. So listen to this. Verse 15, what is this fourth soil type? As for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. So I want to start with the, the phrase, an honest and good heart. Okay, like, if you're like me, when I first hear that, <clears throat> the image that's drummed up in my mind is a Boy Scout. An honest and good heart. I'm going to help old ladies cross the street. I'm going to always tell the truth. I'm going to plant a community garden. That's not what he's talking about. The word good there is good as in, this is a good podium if it holds the things that I put on top of it. Like, this is a good microphone and good system if I turn it on, and when I turn it on, I speak into it, and my voice comes out through the speakers. Like, the word good there means it functions the way that it's supposed to do. And so, when he says an honest and good heart, think about the way that a heart is supposed to function in relationship to the God of the universe who created it. The way that my heart was made by God to function is to delight in him, to receive everything that he gives me, to trust him implicitly, to be overjoyed at everything he is and everything he does. Does anybody experience that on an everyday basis? No, because we have a problem. Our hearts are not good. And so what has to happen is that we have to have a soil transplant or a heart transplant. And I want to read this from um, Ezekiel 
36, 24 through 28. God says this, I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleannesses and from all of your idols, I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart. I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh. Think about that in the context of this parable, heart of stone. I'm not able to receive the seed that he is sowing. But I will remove this heart of stone, give you a new heart, give you a heart of flesh. A heart of flesh where it's soft and the soil is tilled and the seed can sink into it and grow. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. You shall dwell in the land that I gave your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God. Okay, so, so now we, we live in this reality where this fourth soil is not something I can go do for myself, but I am desperately dependent on Jesus to do a soil transplant in my life. It says that this, this fourth type of soil will hold fast to the seed. Hold fast is to believe, to keep leaning in. Look back at verse 9. The disciples, the way that they responded when they didn't understand what Jesus was saying, it's that they have this desire, they have this need to lean in. You know, like a plant that starts leaning toward where the sun is. It's like my life's just starting to bend toward Jesus because I know that that's where my life is. And I'm leaning in, I'm going like a little child and asking him, "Will will you help me understand what you're saying? Will you please just do whatever you need to do because you are the only one who has life? Just help me to be able to receive life. Help, help something beautiful be able to grow there. It says um, that this seed will bear fruit with patience. And that, that little phrase, with patience, is what has arrested me this week. Because when I first read that, I thought, why wouldn't he just say, would bear great fruit? Like, why, why did he say, with patience? That, at first glance to me, at least, it didn't seem like that really fit there. And it's this idea, I think, of, like, the, the bearing of the fruit is what God is doing. I don't make the fruit, okay? He had to give me new soil, and he's the one that put the seed in, and the fruit is growing out of this seed, so he's the one doing all of that. And I think without going super deep into this whole thing beyond what we have time for today, the with patience is the really important part for me to focus on. Because remember back to these other three soil types, there are all these terms and conditions. Yeah, okay, well, God, you're going to do this on my terms. And, And some of these terms and conditions are friendlier than others, some lasted longer than others, but at the end of the day, they all had terms and conditions. And that that phrase, with patience, is synonymous with submission with patience i'm enduring some circumstances that are not fun i am enduring something that doesn't feel good and so me trusting that you are doing something good in me as you are growing something beautiful in me um, my part is the with patience 
I'm just going to hold it fast. I'm going to try to keep it leaning in and say, Lord, give me the strength and the courage I need to keep leaning in. Give me the faith I need to believe that I, I can keep leaning in and something good is going to come because right now it doesn't feel like anything good is coming. But it's just that continual with patience, submission. You are transforming me on your terms and on your timetable. I'm just along for the ride because I can't do anything else. That's, that's all that means. Um, I don't know if y'all have been to Cheekwood lately. Uh, I took my boys there, and it was really funny yesterday because there really wasn't that much to do, but we were looking for something to do. And the girl at the front said, well, there is the orchid exhibit upstairs. I'm like, guys, orchid exhibit? Yeah. Okay. So we go to the second floor of the mansion, and... Um, Y'all, it was, it was beautiful. I mean, even my, my boys, our oldest is five and a half, they were in awe because it was just floor to ceiling. They had put these, whatever you call them, um, they just <laughs> made it to where there were orchids from floor to ceiling. And they had put like this, this beautiful fake stream running through the middle of the room and there were just orchids everywhere of all different colors, all different sizes. And, and all of us just sat there in awe. And that's this, this picture of, you know, when he says this seed is going to return a hundredfold, like that's the desire of, of God for you and for me is that he, if you will just let me in, if you will just with patience with me, if you will just keep leaning in, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm growing here. Um, those six foot tall weeds that have really cool red and yellow flowers, like, you haven't seen anything yet. Don't, don't be enamored with that. Just keep leaning in. And y'all, I'm telling you, like, it's so important to say again and again, it is really hard. I'm in a season of life right now where God is really working on some stuff with me. And it feels like if you've ever had like a sports trainer or a masseuse that is just working the heck out of a knot in your muscle. And you first you giggle a lot because you don't know what else to do. It's so painful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, stop. And then you start crying and the tears coming down your face. And, and I mean, that's how life feels in the with patience. It's like, this hurts so bad. I told Lee, like, at one point this week, I was like, you know, I just want to get out of here for a little bit. Like, I just want to get some relief. Like, all I want to do is jump off of this table and get this person to stop pushing into this knot in my muscle because it just hurts. I just need some relief but it's like yeah and then you're going to walk away crippled because that knot's not supposed to be there and if you will just submit just with patience just keep your eyes on me and know that I'm doing something good and beautiful in your life like that's what we're talking about here so if you hear this this morning um you know, lean in. And if, you're, if you feel like, yeah, I've been living my whole life as one of these first three types of soils, well, guess what? There's really good news. You're not the one who changes the soil. And the farmer, the one who's sowing the seed and tilling the soil, like he's all powerful. And he's sharing this message with you this morning. You know, this wasn't my idea for me to stand up here on this morning and share this with you. This was God's idea for you and for me. But you're sitting here receiving this message because he loves you and he's inviting you 
to let him till the soil of your life so that he can grow a big room full of orchids in your, in your life. And so we, we get to do something very beautiful today, which is to take communion. And um, I'm gonna, I'll tell you what, I'm going to pray first, and then I'm going to talk to you about communion. Father, please, 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 please um, give us the faith that we need. Give us the strength that we need. Give us the humility that we need to submit. Because we, every fiber in our being does not want to do that. Um, Every fiber in our being wants to run away and believe the lies that there is an easier, better, quicker, more pain-free way to do all of this, or that to just to slink off and live in the shadows is going to be better. Lord, please don't leave us like that. Um, please come and till the soil of our hearts and, and make us new and give us the gift of getting to watch you grow this beautiful thing in us, which is actually you. You are the gospel. You, you are uniting yourself to us and growing you in us, and that's what we were made for. And so I pray, Lord, that um, you would just continue to have your way with us as, as we continue to worship you. In Jesus' name, amen.